In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the And welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, knowing one's own Ben Helsink. With me is not Mr. Richard Felix. No, it seems that the young man has decided to run for counselor in Derby or Derby or how the heck you ever say it. I'm not really sure. But uh, he has some important meeting to go to, more important than you guys, I guess, so uh, and me. So he won't be here. However, I do have perhaps something even better. I have a young man from Scotland, which is part of the U.K., for those who don't know. I think it's like the capital of the U.K. or something. I'm not quite sure of that. But he is a medium and a psychic, Mr. Brian Boyle. Are you there, Brian? Yeah. Hi, guys. How you doing? So, where about in Scotland are you? I'm actually situated. I'm actually situated, Ron, and um, and uh, a county called Fife in Scotland. Uh, is there like no cities there? I mean, you always notice that they always say, "Well, this county of this and the county of that." I mean, we usually like if they ask you where you're from, they'll say, "Well, you know, I'm from Lowell. It's a city, or Boston, or or Drake. Yeah. You know." Well. Yeah, of course there's cities here. There's um, Glasgow, Edinburgh is the capital, there's Dundee, um, Aberdeen, there's loads of cities. It's just uh, um, on the suburbs of the cities, there's, oh, okay. lots, of, there's lots of small um, dwellings, if you like. You would call them probably small dwellings, villages. But like a town? Yeah, yeah, like a small town situation. Okay, like, you know, we're proud of where we're from, so we always say, yeah, we're from Drake, and we're from, you know? Yeah. That, I notice you guys always say, like, we're from the county of whatever, you know? Yeah, that's that's um, what we call it over here, because um, there's different areas of Scotland, and they're known as counties, basically. Oh, uh, Okay. First of all, I have to go on the air, and, and as part of uh, getting Brian on the air, I have to apologize to all the Scotsmen across the world for all my kilt jokes over the years. <laughs> oh, that's fine, Ronald. Just last time when I was on with you, um, I had a blast, and um, I was just joking you when you asked me to come back on about the kilt things. I thought it was really funny, actually. <laughs> now, for those uh, who 
who uh, haven't seen it, I have actually, you know, I do make kilt jokes. So I, I, I actually donned one, and I am on Facebook page, the Ronald Kolick Facebook page, and you can see me in a uh, kilt. Really? The, the, the plaids of the Mikolic clan, uh, clan. My God. What about that, then? <laughs> Anyways, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, um, basically, um, I've been involved since I was a child um, in a paranormal, mystical world. I had a solid vision as a child, uh, around about six years old. And then, of course, um, certain things happened. My first very, uh, what I would term now, psychic experience was um, I actually was asked to run an errand to the local shop uh, by my mother. And before I went, thinking nothing of it, of course, um, I actually commented that there would be a, a certain young lady, friend of mine, who was about the same age, who would be in the shop buying hair grips for her mother. So... Obviously, my mum just laughed, and um, away I went on the errand. And when I got to the shop, there's, there, there Fiona was, of course, with, with the hair grips on the glass counter. So I just thought that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, when I went back home with the groceries or whatever it was, um, I told her that um, I was right, uh, and they just laughed. But that kind of left me for a while. Um, I think I kind of shut it off until I was maybe 16, 17, because I really got into music a lot, um, playing in bands, um, uh, guitars, stuff like that, and of course... Oh, so you were one of those rockers, like the Bay City Rollers. Oh, my God! Ah, you're, ah. you're taking me back now. You're making <laughs> me feel oh, Mr. Coley. But anyway, um, yeah, that was my thing at the time, um, and of course all the boisterous things that goes with it. Um, so it was later on. I tried my best, actually, if I'm really honest, to to um, not get really that involved in it. But it was on a daily basis. Things was coming to my mind. I was sensing things. I was feeling things with people um, constantly, um, and it was almost like getting pushed into it in a sense. Uh, and basically, to be honest, I don't know if there are any other mediums out there listening that feel the same. But once I had actually accepted the fact that I would have to have some input into this at that time, everything seemed to run more smoothly. I was more peace of mind um, and things like that. So basically, um, I had to, if I was going to do it, I was wanting to see more um, scientifically involved and to see why I was like that, mm -hmm. uh, who else was like that. So I started to study the science side, try and marry it together with the actual process of um, working as a sensitive, if you like. Um, then, of course, I, I wanted to study it, so I've been studying it for 30-odd years, uh, the myst mysticism side and the knowledge side, and I think that that's where I'm at now, after all the experiences and people I've met, touring the UK, etc., etc., and doing a lot of stuff over the worldwide, over the internet and things like that. I think where I am now, Ron, is... Um, it's, it's, I think it's very important for people, um, it's just my opinion of course, but I think it's very important that people understand the engine behind it. You right. know, it's, 
it, it's like um, there's so much involved. It would take ten lifetimes to to grasp it really fully because I, I really believe that um, just being involved in the paranormal paranormal is only touching the the tip of the iceberg really, um, um, because we have a huge infinite universe out there that's fully knowledge. Each and every one of us affect each other, um, whether that be in good ways or bad ways or in different ways, and. The whole lot of that, I feel, um, actually touches on the paranormal and the mystic uh, and things like that because the whole thing, basically, to me, through my studies and knowledge and uh, speaking to wise people over the years, is the fact that the whole thing is, is energies. You know? It, it, it's, right. But the whole, the whole of life works on vibration. So to know the engine behind what we're doing and why we're really doing it, I think it's a great need because there's too much, in my opinion, especially lately, um, too much ego, too much um, negative um, input into what we're trying to do. So it takes away for the, from the many people who are really trying seriously um to find out more, you know what I mean, right? The uh, it, it, I mean, it's especially somebody who doesn't understand what's happening to them. I think it's important that they get a grasp of of exactly what is happening to them, as much as we know, of course. And yeah, so, I mean, sorry, go, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, um, what I was going to say there was, um, you're absolutely correct. Um, the thing is, I, I've been on many uh, events and, and things like that. And yeah, I mean, these people go to these events for many reasons. Uh, and I mean, that's their uh, personal right uh, and free will. And I don't think anybody's got the right to judge anybody um, because we don't live their life. But the thing is, I think the base thing that's important is that they've got to have full instruction of what they're dealing with and what could actually happen on an event. Right. You, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, go and have fun and, and all those things. It should be fun, but it also has to be, I think it has to be balanced uh, with a serious side as well. You know? Because there is, there is some inherent danger to what uh, you do. Yeah, there is. And I mean, um, I don't want to be scaremongering or a party pooper. I'm far from that. I really enjoy the events. And I like to see the look on people's faces enjoying it, of course. Especially when it's for a good charity or something like that. Right. Uh, like like the Anthony Nolan over here that I've, I've helped. Uh, with a great woman that works for them. Um, Miss Anna Spencer, uh, who does great work for them, uh, for kids and people with leukemia and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, the thing is, to answer your question is, um, yeah, there is a there is a great um, responsibility to be had when you're out there. I mean, there is a lot of sensible people uh, involved in the paranormal. But the thing is, and I think until something um, kind of what's the word, really 
happens to you, you experience something that um, makes you think twice. Right. Then I th you kind of poo-poo it until it happens to you. I mean, only once out of all those years that I've been involved in this that anything negative's happened to me, um, and there was no way in God's earth, and anybody that knows me well knows that I would not uh, embellish anything. But um, out of all those years, it was only once, and I was actually physically um, attacked. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this so maybe we can get this point out a little bit clearer? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's important that people understand this. I, I would say that it's once in a blue moon that this would happen, and probably not very often to many people. Um, but I can only talk about my own experiences. Um, what actually happened was I was on an event for a, for a company, um, and we had split up the, the, or they had split up the, 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 the people that was there into three groups, and I was asked to take a group of eight around this building. Uh, it was a kind of stately home place. Now, of course, before we started, everything done was done by the book, uh, the protection thing, uh, the, 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 my initial prayer and guidance and uh, words of advice and stuff. So anyway, um, the thing was, as you know, Ron, um, before these people are allowed round the building, there's certain members of the, the, the team or crew has to go round and check out the building. So they had done that, and when they were on their way round, the room that this actually happened on later on with myself, the, the, the doors actually opened themselves before, before I got there with the people. Uh, so obviously I was more aware of that. So before I entered into this room, I gave them the option of going in or staying out, and I had explained what had happened beforehand. Um, but anyway, they all wanted to go in, so on we went. Um, and the way I work is, as I'm working, Ron, I tend to look at the floor as I'm concentrating to pick up whatever I can pick up on. And um, these eight people were standing in, in a semicircle in front of me, uh, listening to what I had to say. And as I drew, drew my head up, all I, all I could remember, because it happened like lightning, it was that fast. Uh, it was like a bright um, light came towards me. And before I knew anything else, my whole body was paralyzed. I could not move <clears> at all. It was absolutely paralysed, um, and I could feel, physically feel, like this electricity feeling running through my body. Uh, and this is why I tell this story now, is because it took all of my knowledge and years of experience to fight that off. Because my, my initial thought was, get the people out of here. But I couldn't move, I was paralysed. No. So, I had to fight this thing. Now, in the... Remember, I'm paralyzed, so I couldn't say I couldn't even talk at that point. Um, so, as I'm standing there, trying in my mind to get across to them to get out, uh, these people, everything just exploded. It just went haywire. These people saw whatever it was that came to me. They actually uh, physically saw with their their uh, uh, real eyes. Yeah. These eight people swore that they saw what was through me. They went oh, into wow. hysterics. There was an old lady there uh, who was totally skeptic. She came along to basically just to, to support the charity, blah, 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 blah. Um, so 
these people witnessed it anyway. Um, so I, I fought this energy off, and I believe it was only through my own years of experience and knowledge. Um, so I managed to fight it off. I ran towards the door, screamed at the top of my voice to get them out. Uh, I let them all out. I followed them down the stairs. And then, of course, I got outside the building, got some fresh air. And, of course, uh, um, I'm not embarrassed at all to say it, but I was shaking for the inside out, you know what I mean, for a wee while. Um, and then I went back in to speak to the people, see if they were okay. Uh, and they just couldn't believe what had happened and what they'd saw. They drew pictures of what they saw. Uh, I actually, before they'd done that, I got I split them up to actually see if they would comment and draw the same things, and they did. Wow. We actually have a question from the chat room, the, the Pararex yep. chat room. Uh, not the, excuse me, the uh, Tojinet chat room. And they want to, uh, Leslie asks, uh, Brian, uh, did you have a hard time coming up with the words to fight them off in your head? Or was it more thought than uh, words? I'm trying to think. I added the thought part. Well, it, it was a kind of experience, Ron, that you would never ever forget what happened and what, what you actually went through. Uh, 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 so it's quite a good, it's a great question actually, but it's easy to answer to an extent because um, it wasn't actually words. It was what actually happened was when I realised what had happened. Um, my, my first initial thought was, um, "Don't show any fear." Right. You know, it was initial. I work for the light. Whatever you are. I'm not afraid of you. You know what I mean? And I right. just kept, I kept repeating that in my mind until I could get myself um, into a state of mind where um, I could actually physically fought it with my inner spirit, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And I just constantly and constantly had faith in, in the power of my, my, of my own, um, what I believe to be the lightest in, in us uh, and, and the higher power that, that I believe in. Um, and it came to the point where I, I believe it, it, it couldn't grasp me any longer. It couldn't hold on any longer. So it really wasn't in words. It was actually just an inner strength that you had to muster through basically um, knowledge and um, experience and basically faith. You know, that, that's basically what happened. Right. You know, if people always ask me, I, I do radio interviews and TV interviews, and they always ask me, well, you've, have you ever been afraid? And, and I always say, no. And in all my years, I've never been afraid because fear is a luxury I can't afford. Uh, I work with the trans medium, especially, uh, who lets uh, not only just a positive energy in here, but also negative entities as well. So uh, there is some physical confrontation, but it's it's it's... I always look at it as something that I could never really afford to, you know, be scared or have any fear. Uh, it, it's just that way. That's that's right. I mean, you're absolutely correct. I mean, I'm exactly the same um, viewpoint. Um, it may sound strange for me to say that uh, um, before that, actually, that 10-minute episode, if you like, I'm exactly the same viewpoint as you, and I, I, and I am again because I know that that to fear that type of force is only going to make it stronger. Exactly. But the, 
But the thing is, um, it's, it's just human nature when that something like that happens to you. It's the same as if you if you had an electric shock. Mm-hmm. It, it's shock. It's just shock. Um, but the many, 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 many spirit encounters I've had, that I have never ever encountered anything like that. But I, I learned after it that the place had actually had been used in a, as an asylum. So, oh wow! So that is probably why it happened. Because I'm, I want to explain that as well, because I don't want anybody that's listening to think that they're going on an event and this could actually happen. I don't believe for a minute that that is a regular happening. Mm-hmm. You know, 99% is uh, the spiritual encounters or experiences I've had have been nothing else but, um, except fun, um, informative, sometimes standoffish or showing their personality, but nothing at all like that. That was a one-off thing. Right. I like you, know, you know what's funny, Brian, is is that uh, I think not last year, but the year before, uh, David Wells came over here to do some events with the, the New England Ghost Project and myself. And um, during those events, we had two or three uh, people that were latched on to by spirits or affected by spirits let's put in one way or another. And, and he mentioned that in, in all his... Um, dealings in, in, in the UK that he's never really noticed it as much as is as in the US. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, and I've had people here who supposedly were were mediums and uh, you, you know that they should know their protection and, and how to uh, uh, free other people as well. And and uh, they couldn't do anything. And you know I was simply amazed. Uh, it, so evidently, maybe over here, it's it's more common that the spirits are a little uh, more active uh, physically than in the UK. I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, I, I don't know how to answer it, but uh, uh, David Wells did make that comment that he had never seen so, uh, so much of that in the UK. Yeah, well, I have to agree. Um, although I haven't physically been to the, the States yet, but I am... Yeah, I would agree. Well, you'll have to come over here. Yeah, I would love to sometime. Yeah, I, I really would. Um, there's a couple of places I would love to investigate. Um, but um, the thing is, um, whether it be anywhere in the world, I really believe this. There's a lot of people, because it's so main, mainstream now, there's that, so many different personalities and, and different types of people with different mentalities that go to these events. Um, you don't know who they are, how they think, what they want to feel, what they really want to believe. I mean, you know, I mean, you you can only take them at, at their word. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, but there has been things happening over here. I mean, I've spent hours and hours getting contacted by people who have been on events when I haven't been there mm-hmm. uh, and came to me for actual help. Because, as you say there, mediums in the States couldn't get rid of that, whatever that was. Yeah? So, I had to help these people who were in a terrible state because the same thing happened here. That is why I, that's why I commented earlier on, in my opinion, I don't mean to judge anybody, but I'm just talking in general, and I think a lot of people out there would agree with me. There's a lot of people who are doing things, getting involved in the paranormal mainstream 
that don't have enough um, knowledge. knowledge, experience um, to deal with these when it, when a serious issue comes up. You know, I agree. That's, that's the thing. I, I agree but, 100% with you, uh, Brian. That, that's, that's what I'm trying to put across. And I've tried for years and years and years now to try and um, show that side of the responsible side, if you know what I mean. So that these people fully understand um, what it's re what it's really about, and I think as well to a great degree because it's got so mainstream that a lot of people forget that um, what the real intention is. You know, I mean, this is supposed to be a spiritual thing. Correct. You know? We are dealing with spirits. Yeah, it's a spiritual. Um, you're going there looking for a spiritual communication in any shape or form. So therefore, you're dealing with something that um, means a lot to people for a start off. So therefore, um, you have to respect that. You know, right. I think there's a, sometimes there's a lack of respect. Um, I mean, there's a great investigation team that I've worked on over here sorry, with a few times over here. They're um, a group called um, the Pigs Paranormal from Sussex in England. Mm -hmm. uh, and these guys are really, really professional. Um, a couple of them are ex-policemen, so you can imagine. Um, <laughs> um, they're kind of very organized. They're very fun. They make it fun. Uh, I couldn't say enough good words about them. They're They've done it correctly. They try to um, make everybody have a good time. They do a lot of charity work as well. And these guys have taken the time to go and get advice that they didn't have. They work hard on what they do do uh, so that um, the whole thing is a balanced experience. And they also work well. Well, I can only speak for myself as a, as a sensitive. They also consider... The fact that sensitives are different, in a sense, you know. So you've got to work with the medium as well. So these kind of things, I wish everybody was kind of took that um, viewpoint towards things because it makes it so much more enjoyable, so much more safer, so much more respectful to the spirit world and to everyone who's on that event. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And you know, we, we do have a, a a new TV show. Well, it's not new anymore. It's up a couple of years, and uh, it's called Ghost Adventures. And when it first came out, it, it's changed over the, the the process of the show. But originally, when it first came out, uh, he used to taunt the spirits all the time. And uh, it was it was funny though because they actually would uh, run away or or be scared after they taunted them. So I, I thought that was kind of uh, silly. But, uh, yeah, that, that's not a thing. I mean, you, you do have to respect uh, what you're dealing with. It's it's simple as that. Well, the way I look at it, um, Ron, is this. I see spirit energies as spirit people. That's as simple as it is. Um, so I've always told people when asked... Um, what would you Brian, do? can you hold? We have to take a break right now. Yeah. Okay. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Tojinet and Pararex. We'll be right back after the following messages.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk gobbledygooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Combine snide and remark and you've got snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights and you've got deep dish snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Valia for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no-holds-barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters with segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Now My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week? Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valia Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Valia Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Paranex on TojiNet, Ghost Channel Beyond. I am Ron Kolick, and my very special guest is uh, Scottish medium, Mr. Brian Boyle. And I, I do before I, I do a go on with the show. I just have to admit that uh, my computer froze up, so I have lost uh, all the chat rooms and everything. So I apologize to everyone if you've had any questions. I haven't been able to see them. I've rebooted, so hopefully I. We'll be online again. Anyways, Brian, I want to thank you so much for coming on. That's, uh, you know, you brought up a lot of good points about, uh, you know, having respect for uh, these ghost hunts and events because, uh, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, there is inherent dangers in it, but uh, they offer a good cause, and and 99.9% of the the time, uh, nothing will happen, I mean, as far as uh, dangerous. Yeah, um, that's right. Um, as I was going to say before the break, Ron, it's just the fact that, to me, it's really quite simple. Um, I mean, I, I, what I tell people to do is basically work with spirit people the way they would work with human people. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you work, if you respect human people, then you get more out of them. It's true. It's simple, that's, that's the way I look at it. You know, it's it's also interesting. Um, I, I, I've gotten criticism in the past uh, before about not respecting the spirits, okay? Uh, and the reason that at times I don't have respect for certain spirits is that they don't really deserve it. I mean, uh, some of these spirits were a son of a guns in this life, and when they passed on, they haven't learned their lesson. They haven't changed. They're still nasty. They're still... Uh, well, uh, you know, I don't even want to go into some of the stuff that they're still doing on the other side. So I don't have respect for those spirits, and I don't show it. But for the most part, uh, you know, 
I do have respective spirits. Yeah, well, I'm exactly the same, to be if I have to be honest. I mean, I wouldn't have respect for anybody that was like that either. Uh, right. And you're right, a lot of them don't change for a long period of time. Um, that's the thing. But in, in my opinion there, um, as a sensitive, working with those type of spirits, then I have to gauge very carefully um, how far to push that. Right. You know? Exactly. That's what I try and do. Um, but I always try and give the respect initially. You know? Right. So, I mean, because there's good and bad everywhere. And I believe further than um, other parts of the universe or whatever you want to call it, label it. But um, the thing is, if you go in there as bad as them, in my opinion, then you're fighting fire with fire. Right. You know? So I could only go on my own results. And I've seen, seem to have well, quite good results on different right. locations um, through being respectful. Um, where there's an out-and-out nasty, nasty spirit, then I'll just say the same as you would, you know, and end mm -hmm. it. Right. Simple as that, because I don't want to deal with that. Right. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, uh, we do a lot of paranormal investigation, not events, but actual investigations of certain, you know, places and things. And as I mentioned before, I do work at a, a trans medium, and, and, and part of it, as investigating, she allows spirits in her to, you know, basically use her body. And, and there are times we have gotten into... Uh, uh, physical, we've gotten physical before. I mean, she's dislocated my finger. She's tossed me across the room before uh, with a nasty spirit. So, I mean, th th there is that inherent danger when you do that. But that's because we're, we're there to investigate, and, and she allows these spirits to speak through her or, so, because we want to know what's going on. We want to know who these spirits are. Is there a problem, uh, you know, that, that they can move on, or, or, or why are they here, and, and so forth. I mean, that's... That's unfortunately uh, a, a side effect, uh, uh, the uh, physical part of it, is of uh, trying to contact a, a nasty spirit. Yeah, you, I mean, everybody to their own viewpoint, you know. Right, what they exactly. Want, what they want to do with, with a paranormal or, or spiritual um, involvement, I mean, everybody to their own. I mean, nobody has the right to tell anyone what to do. But the thing is... All I'm trying to say is, if you're going to get involved in it, get educated. Right. That's basically what I'm saying, for your own sake. And, and another thing that, that, that kind of irks me, I mean, I don't think you have them over there, as it may, or maybe you do, I really, I'm really not sure. Uh, but we have what seems to be this new crop of demonologists. And, and <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Seriously, I mean, there's all these people that, that, that call themselves demonologists, and, and yet, I, I wonder what makes them a demonologist. Uh, how credible are they? I mean, especially you know, I mean, the paranormal here is really haven't been, uh, you know, some of these groups are fairly new. So how do they get all this experience to call themselves a demonologist? And and why would they even want to tangle with demons if uh, if if they if you believe they exist? Exactly. I have you're a man after my own heart, there, Ron. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I honestly believe that. That's correct. I mean, to me, I mean, then again, um, everybody's different, I suppose. 
Right. So if, that, if that's what they want to get involved in, uh, then that's up to them. And, and if anything happens untoward uh, with herself or anybody that's involved with them without the right uh, knowledge or level of experience uh, to deal with such things, then it's their own fault. It's as simple as that. Personally, I wouldn't touch it at all, you know. I mean, that's not my thing. I mean, I've studied about the, the, the dark side as well, obviously, because you've got to have a knowledge of both sides. But the thing is, personally, I don't want to cross that line. There's no point. Right. I mean, I, I, my, my, my um, inner self, if you like, uh, wants to help people in the positive. So, therefore, you have to deal with the light. Side. Right. You know where I'm coming from there. So Absolutely. I mean, let me ask you this. Okay. I mean, this okay. is what... Go ahead. How good would it be me going on an event or, or, or an investigation yep. or, and trying to drum up some demon for some people? It's not going right. to do them any good, except scare the life out of them. Yeah, but in, in reality, Brian, I, aren't they there to be scared? Isn't that like I would say, like at least half of the people, if not more, go to be scared? They really, I mean, they're not really serious about uh, investigating or, or trying to find out. They, they just want to be scared. I think it almost like we have the haunted houses here and uh, uh, you know the commercial ones in the United States. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, Ron, and you're you're absolutely correct again. But I think there's a vast difference between being uh, getting getting a fright and being terrified for the rest of your days and can't sleep. Oh yeah, they don't realize it. <laughs> you know that's the difference. I mean, right. uh, uh, e even dealing with uh, let's say positive spirits, people have had a fright. Mm -hmm. So I've seen people say to me, "That's enough for me," um, and I'm sure you're very aware of the power of the spirit world. Uh, and how powerful it could be if you're a negative side. Absolutely. So imag imagine what that could do to some poor person that doesn't, that's turned up on one of these investigations or events so naive that they don't realize that. That's the problem. Right. Now, now let me ask you, when you do these investigations, uh, uh, sometimes you, you get the spirits that are, that are haunting a particular uh, location, but don't you find also that, that you get, like, uh, we call, I call them street ghosts, the ghosts that just drop in to see what's going on because they know that there are people trying to contact the other side. Do, do you find that uh, in your work as well? Yeah, all the time, Ron. All the time. There was actually a, a, a quick story I'll tell you um, that fits the bill there. Um, I was actually working in um, the Edinburgh vaults, one of the vaults in Edinburgh. Oh, gosh. And um, it was actually right at the start of, of the walk round. Um, and I kept being given the name, uh, what was it again? Lady Jane. Mm -hmm. Now, um, one, of the, one of the clients, if you like, that was on the, on the event, later on took me to the side and said, I think what you got there, Brian, was actually my auntie who follows me around. Oh, wow. That was her, that was her title, was Lady Jane. She was actually a lady. Huh. So, <laughs> that's just a quick story to, to prove what you're saying is correct. You know, um, there's been many times. Um, I recently was doing a thing in England again, 
with some young people I went to help, um, and they wanted to do a, a Ouija board, so I oversaw it, I let them get on with it, basically guided them a little bit. Uh, and actually, the main spirit that came through was one of the people's grandfather. So, yeah, yeah. you're right, that happens all the time. You know, one of the one of the coolest things uh, that happened, I, 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 I hate bringing this up, but I, I just think it's so cool because I've, I've mentioned this so many times, but I know you haven't heard it, um, it was, we, we did an event and there was a, a grandmother and grandson that were there and her, her uh, husband had just recently passed and we had made contact with a uh, female spirit there and uh, basically we had six EMF meters and four of them were going off and yet the, the grandmother and the grandson uh, sons were not, and we wondered why, and we switched the meters out and everything else, and, but they, those two would not go on, and I said, well, you know what, I think they have a message for them, and when I said that, their meters went off, and the others went off, and, and what it was, was that the grandfather was there, and he he wanted to get a message to her, but evidently he had just passed, and, and was having problems uh, communicating, uh, is that... And uh, he actually used the spirit that was uh, indigenous to the restaurant or the the place to get his message crushed, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it is. I've, I've experienced some of it myself, Ron, as well. Sometimes yeah. it's very humorous and funny. And sometimes um, I think what's happening there is, again, I think it's because of the level of energies that's involved. Right. You know, It's like if you were tired, and you had something to do, but you were that tired you couldn't do it, then you would ask somebody else to help you. Right. It's a, it's a, to me, it's a similar it's a similar, similar principle, you know? So mm-hmm. they do help each other that way. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's just an energy thing. Some, some spirits I've, I've, I've encountered, they've only been past 30 minutes, and they've been really, really strong. Right. So... So, um, yeah, I mean, these things happen, you know, you could go on and on and on forever and ever uh, to try and explain it, but you you really can't, I don't think you can. Uh, I was always taught by wise people, um, if you want to understand it, look at yourself and look at the world, but look at yourself first, you know, and I've I've took those principles into, into things that I've been involved in. And to me, they fit. You know, it takes. It also takes. I think a lot of the mumbo jumbo out of it. You know, right. And it makes it more real. And if you cross check it with, with certain parts of science and quantum physics now and all this thing, I don't want to get too deep. You know, but um, it fits as well. Uh, but the, this, the knowledge that that we've had goes back. Oh. Millenniums, you know, it's always been there. So science is really catching up, I believe. You know, right? And it's actually yeah. help. I believe it's helping. It is, and and it's also the theory I've always brought up that you know we are actually helping the spirit world by producing the amount of energy and never, you know, in, in the world today we are producing more energy than we have in any time in our history. So uh, spirits use this energy. Uh, uh, to do a lot of things that they do. I mean, that's why you have cold spots. That's why, uh, uh, you know, uh, a transmedium will, will have their energy, or even a medium will have their energy drained, is, is it all requires energy. Yep, that's right. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, 
I mean, the basic belief in science is that everything's a vibration. It's all energy, and you can't kill energy. If you try and destroy energy, you just make more. So, I mean, where does it go? It has to cycle. Right. You know? It has to go somewhere and, and, and regenerate or transmute or whatever you want to call it. But um, that's what I mean. There's so much involved in this that um, it's worth looking into if you're really interested, you know, and got a passion towards it because it brings a lot of knowledge to yourself and other people round about you. Absolutely. Now, Brian, if somebody wanted to contact you, how could they contact you? Well, they could get me on Facebook, uh, just stick my name in there, um, or they could get me on my website, um, www.brianboyle.info. Um, yeah, they could get me there. Okay, there you go. Now, do you uh, do you do you do, um, do you do readings, or is that something uh, you don't get involved in? No, I've always done readings run for oh, lots and lots and lots of years. Uh huh. Uh, but I had to cut them down uh, a few years back when I got involved in um, doing a lot more of the paranormal uh, what uh, side of things, but. Um, I do a lot of readings over the internet for a lot of uh, people all over the world, you know? Right. Uh, on different levels of society. Um, but um, I have a passion for that anyway, you know? It's, it's, it's my, my main intention always, whether it be readings, teaching, um, events, or whatever it may be, because I, I actually have I've dealt in the whole lot of the paranormal. Um, my first intention always is to be a service. Okay. Now, Brian, you've done TV, correct? Pardon? Have you done Pardon? TV? Uh, actually, no. Um, I've been involved in media things that have two or three things uh, related to TV uh-huh. in the pipes. Um, okay. But I don't know what's going to happen there. I have not a clue. Uh, so I can't really answer the TV thing. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you basically, but I mean, you can answer it according to your events. Do you find that that you uh, it's more difficult to work, like for instance, in front of a, a large audience than, for instance, on, on a one-on-one basis uh, or, a, or a small group with the spirits? Well, um, I don't really have any um, difference, really, Ron. I mean... I've worked with um, a lot of people from the TV. I'm friends with a lot of them. Um, uh-huh. And um, I've obviously worked in front of cameras as well, although it wasn't for the TV. Um, so nothing really phases me that way. And, and as far as one-to-one readings go, I think the only difference there is um, when I work with an event and there's a big lot of people there, I just see them as one person anyway. Right. You know, I just see the whole group as basically I'm speaking to one person because I'm basically saying the same things. Uh, it's different we are reading because obviously you're talking directly about a person's personal environment or or, or family or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So, but the initial communication to me, it doesn't really matter. You're only still trying to do and make an attempt at the same thing, which is to uh, be a service and to help somebody. Right. So uh, let me now have 
you've done have you done investigations outside of Scotland? Well, yeah, um, mostly in England, all over England, okay. well, all over the UK and Wales. Do you find that that the spirits are different than in like in the different uh, uh, provinces or countries, whatever you call them? Like, for instance, Wales versus Scotland, uh, or England versus uh, Scotland. Um. Well, the thing is, th this is a I believe over here that's a cultural thing, Ron. Mm -hmm. Because, without a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion, if you go to England, it's a totally different energy anyway from Scotland. And if you go to Wales, yet again, it's a different energy from England or Scotland. Oh, really? Yeah, you could actually feel it. Um, so, to answer your question, um, sometimes... it's um, a really good question. I've never really <laughs> thought... <laughs> um, but... I'm trying to think back to when I was last in a different part of the UK eh? yeah. and how I felt. But they're definitely a different energy. But the actual spirit people don't feel any different to me. Uh, do they, they react differently? To, for instance, uh, you, you know, you being in Scotland versus someone from England. Or, I mean, uh, back in history, there was, there was not a lot of love there at times between the two. Uh, I mean, you know, for instance, say you, say you were, uh, say you, came to England and there was someone uh, in the same period of Wallace, uh, you know, who could, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, w would they react differently to you? Yeah, they have, actually. Oh, uh, they have? Yeah, they have. They actually have. Um, I can remember, actually, on one occasion, um, I can remember laughing because I, on a walk round, the first thing that I was, that came to me in my mind was this kind of... Um, I wouldn't say negative, but um, I kind of... Nasty? Yeah, I kind of... Oh, he's Scottish. I'm not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know? Right. But I just laughed because it, to me it was quite funny. Uh-huh. But as you're saying, it could be um, from the time period that they were in that they related my uh, Scottish energy, if you like, to your memory, I don't know, but th that has actually happened to me. Hmm. But I just so, laughed so it off. It's, I find that fascinating. I mean, even if you go into uh, some locations, you, you might have spirits uh, from uh, actually opposing forces that are still there. Uh, in, in, in the United States, of course, we have uh, the, the Civil War. We have the both North and Southern spirits in and the, there is an interaction between them. Uh, and I also remember this haunting, which was amazing. There was this house in, uh, I'm trying to think, it was, a, it was a Baltimore, Washington, Virginia, somewhere, probably Virginia. But uh, this family moved in, and they were having all kinds of problems. And, and when they finally discovered what was going on, it was that they were had an American flag or, or outside the house rather than the Confederate flag, and, and that really upset the spirits. So I was just trying to get on that same thing where maybe, you know, the spirits, uh, uh, you know, because you were Scottish or, or you know, th there's that animosity to you or, or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, it has actually happened. Yeah. Exactly that, that's the same type, type thing. I mean, um, I think there's a couple of guys I worked with actually on your chat here. And so if they're listening, I'm sure they'll remember what I said. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, there was a, an event I was on. Um, I'm sure it was that one. Um, and for some reason, being in southern England, um, I was wondering to myself why I was getting um, things to do with Scotland. You see, but mm-hmm. as you know, being sensitive, you you have to say what you get, and that's it. Right. Uh, so so I I was coming out with whatever I was information I was getting. Um, but the other side of the thing was I was getting like a flipped coin thing, like what you're talking about, right at the back of that in my mind. So then where I had to go in my mind was I was looking towards different, I thought actually I was getting different time eras, you know what I mean? Right. Like time slips, you know? Time Absolutely, time. yeah. yeah. So then I had to work it out like a jigsaw, but... You know, I was getting different kinds of soldiers, different kinds of uh, armies in this place that I had obviously uh, no knowledge of, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually thought I, was, I could be wrong here. But uh, one of the, the, the guys that does the research actually let me know later on that I was actually, uh, actually right, that that had actually happened there. So... Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it wasn't seemingly public knowledge. So um, these things happen, you know. Right. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, but when you go into a location, I mean, who knows what spirits you're going to contact. You, you might have the, uh, the spirits that are grounded there. You might have a street ghost or, or, or a spirit that came in with somebody. Uh, you might even have spirits from different eras in the same location. So there's a whole variety or a proportion of uh, spirits, the uh, uh, possibility of them, that, that you're not necessarily associated with, e- with each other. Yeah, that's right, Ron. I mean, another one there, a good example of what you're talking about there might be that, um, you know, people who see spirit sometimes see spirit as if they're floating above the floor. Right. And then in the same location, you might actually see a spirit that's actually fully walking on the floor that's there. Now, I remember, um, um, actually, I think it was Richard Felix, uh, I spoke to one night uh, about this uh, a few years ago, and um, the theory going that the one that's floating was actually there before the floor was changed or whatever. That's why they're floating like that. that was, it's like a different level. Right. And time, do you know what I mean? Right. So, so... Um, what could I say? I, I, I think it's down to um, awareness, um, and of course, somebody with the history knowledge that that um, Richard has could fit in. That these these things can fit in. You see, mm-hmm. that's why I think it's really really good that a good historian uh, works alongside a good sensitive. So oh, yeah, can, a good sensitive is, is invaluable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you, you know, for many different reasons, as long as they keep to their own aspects of the job. Right. You know, and if they cross, cross the facts between each other and make them uh, hopefully be facts. Right. Another thing, too, Brian, is that now you can bring two mediums, two sensitive, uh, whatever you want to be called, to a, a, a location and they may pick up on two different spirits, but it's not necessarily that either one of them is wrong. They just might be picking on two spirits at the time. In other words, 
yeah. they might not be seeing the same spirit. That's right. That's happened. That's actually happened to me as well. Um, um, there was a couple of, of I don't want to lift any names here, um, but um, there are a couple of well, well-known TV mediums I've worked with here, and that is actual ones that that happened with both of them on two different occasions. But the way that it worked there, Ron, was um, the other medium um, was doing his his um, walk round, if you like, along with me. He was giving stuff off. Then he would ask me what I was getting. I was giving something different. But as the evening progressed on the walk round, it was almost as if it swapped round from a... To begin with, maybe him who was getting clairvoyant stuff and I was sensing stuff and painting the picture to what he was clairvoyantly getting and then it would swap round. Like, I would get the clairvoyant stuff and he was doing the opposite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. So, it, but it worked well. You know, it always worked well and it worked the same way with the other person as well in a different event. Um, that's just a couple of examples of what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's another thing, too. I, I know we're just about out of time, but uh, uh, another thing is, is someone who is just learning to become a medium, it, it, you know, they're afraid to say what what they pick up uh, because there might be someone else there saying, well, no, I get this and this, but they might be getting something different. It's, you know, the important thing about being a medium, you just have to tell it like it is. Whatever you see, whether it makes sense or nonsense, you you have to you know say it. I mean that's what you're picking up. It's it's not right or wrong. That's that's right, Ron. You've got to say. Believe me, the things that happen in my head, I've laughed before I've said it, but I've always had to say it. But the thing is, if people, I want people to understand is every single human being that's ever put feet on this earth has a psychic ability. We all have an intuition. There's just a, just the difference is this. There's just some people born naturally with a higher level of it. Right. Well, Brian, I hate to tell you this, but we are out of time. Can you believe it? Oh, it's been a blast, Ron. Nice to speak to you again, my man. Thank you very much. And you know what? If I ever get over there, I definitely like to hitch up with you. Uh, I'd love to see you uh, how you work. It's, uh, I always find different mediums fascinating. No problem. Welcome anytime. Thank you, Brian, and we'll have you back again. God bless. Yep. Good night now. Well, anyways, uh, that's been Brian Boyle. Uh, it's been a great show, and I, I love talking with him. Uh, and if you want to see me in a kilt, go on uh, Facebook and look up Ronald Kolick. Anyways, till next week, uh, have a good night, and God bless. From goalies to ghosties. Long-legged beasties, the things that go bumpers.